Welcome to the Nonprofit Voice Tech Series, a special edition of the Nonprofit Voice Podcast, hosted by Mark Becker, founding partner of Cathexis Partners and editorial advisory board member of Nonprofit Pro. In each episode of this monthly installment, Mark will have conversations with prominent nonprofit organizations and industry thought leaders to learn more about different technology offerings in the marketplace. Join us and together we will learn more about these innovative digital tools and how to navigate the rapidly evolving technology landscape. Uh, good morning, everyone. Thank you for joining us again. Mark Becker here, founding partner of Cathexis Partners, uh, here to talk about a great topic and very timely, I think. Um, I'm here with a couple of folks from Fisher House Fa- Foundation, um, Maddie uh, Madison Bump and uh, Andrew Caton. Um, Maddie, you want to go ahead and introduce yourself? Yeah, hey, thanks, Mark. Uh, yeah, I'm Maddie Bump. I am the uh, systems admin at Fisher House Foundation, uh, overseeing our Salesforce and how it's connected to everything else we're using. <laughs> and you've been there for several years, right? Uh, over over four? Yep, yep. I started right towards the end of 2016, kind of worked my way from opening mail to managing the database. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Well, that's, a, yeah, that's where you got to start, knowing the details of it. So great. Well, thanks for joining today. And then Andrew. Yep. My name is Andrew Caton. I'm the director of donations at Fisher House Foundation. Been here just over 14 years now uh, and just overseeing ultimately everything that allows our donors to interact with us and making sure they're getting the support they need and we're getting the message out we want to get out. Yeah, and I I love your your message. I love your mission. Uh, For the folks that are listening that may not know about it, please uh, tell us a little bit more about Fisher House Foundation. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, Fisher House Foundation is a military nonprofit. Uh, We build houses much like Ronald McDonald House on the grounds of VA hospitals and military medical facilities, and it provides service members, veterans, their families, a, you know, safe and, you know, respite away, you know, when they've got a loved one in the hospital and they're far from home. It's a home away from home. And, you know, we don't charge, you know, a fee to stay there and you don't need to worry about transportation or food because all of it's, you know, contained in that house. And there's a great, you know, mentorship program within it as well. I love it. I love it. Um, great cause. So, yeah, thank you so much for joining us. Um, so you guys are in um, the enviable position of being on the other side of a migration, uh, CRM migration. And this this podcast series is all about technology. So uh, seeing that we just recently officially kind of wrapped up this project, I'm not sure if anything ever really wraps. I, I know you still have some accounting integration to do. But um, as far as the overall migration, um, uh, main project um congratulations you made it um you're you're still standing uh, <laughs> you're smiling i can see so well done um it's never an easy process but uh and i, I also like the fact that you were um a kind of ahead of the curve in some ways because uh previously you were on luminate online luminate crm um and team razor um and uh you knew that you saw the kind of the the, the signs were were and i think you might even heard um, that they were planning on retiring the, the platform or um, it, it just 
anything you can tell me about what made you decide to to make the move? Yeah, I mean, certainly, you know, the retirement rumors that we'd heard uh, led to it. I think ultimately, you know, when we started with Luminate CRM, it was kind of, you know, for, for charities and nonprofits on Salesforce, it was kind of the gold standard. And then as nonprofit support pack continued to just get more resources put into it and more effort paid attention to it, it really became the superior product. And that's when we looked to, you know, make the switch. Nice, nice. So, and you, you, and what, let's talk a little bit about the process. So you, you knew it was time to change or you were starting to see, you know, um, that it was time to look at different options. So, you know, we, we connected, um, again, uh, we've been working on and off with Fisher house for probably 10 plus years, <laughs> mainly on the peer to peer side. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, um, I think we we reconnected. Andrew was it at at a, a, a BBCon, I think in person, um, you know, a couple of years ago, and uh, kind of continued the conversation. So, looked into putting out an RFP for specifically the peer to peer side of things. Right, you knew um, you liked a lot of the functionality. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but as I remember it, um, you liked a lot of the functionality in Salesforce and what you were seeing from the LCRM piece of things. But um, you know thought, okay, yeah, as you said, you know, as NPSP was advancing, let's go ahead and migrate to that um, instead of Razor's Edge or something else. Because um, you also tried another um, CRM in the past. I, I uh, Which one was it before that? We've used several over the years that I've been engaging here. networks um, or no, we used uh we had gone through charity engine previous charity to LCRM. That's what I was thinking. Uh before that we had used Donor Perfect for a time. And before that, you know, when I got there, it was originally a Microsoft Access database. So you can oh, see old school. Yeah, how we've grown over the years. <laughs> nice. So you've you've tested out a you've done a few of these. So yeah, and we yeah. still come across the organizations on Access, believe it or not. Um, <laughs> so. So you were looking at, um, so you were, you know, you, you felt very confident about the NPSP side of things, right? And then it came down to, okay, what do we do for peer-to-peer -peer and general fundraising? Because, and then there's also email marketing, uh, and you all have been on Marketo for a while, and your your team is really happy with that, I'm, I believe, right? Yeah. Yeah, we ended up, um, you know, going live with LCRM and Luminate Online. And just finding that LO was a bit challenging for a digital media girl to really send out the, the amount of emails that we wanted to send as well. And she uh, especially couldn't accomplish it with beta, with the Luminate beta system. Um, so we looked at what can we do to pull this off and get it connected right into the CRM instead. Because we were also not being able to pull, you know, offline donations or things like that into any of the triggers. Um, so we looked at, hey, who has the best Salesforce integration? It came down to, you know, obviously either Pardot or Marketo. Um, and uh, the customer service and everything with Marketo has been amazing. Um, the first implementation was great. And then uh, we just had to spin up a new instance for our new Salesforce instance as well for NPSP. And uh, there were some hiccups on their end. But other than that, it was communication was always on point and very, very easy and user friendly to use for sure. 
So those boxes are pretty easy to check, right? Your CRM, NPSP, email, you know, uh, the marketing team's really happy with Marketo and it integrates with NPSP. So check and check. So that brought up um, peer-to-peer fundraising and, and okay, let's have that discussion, right? And so we did. And uh, we had a lot of discussions. Yeah. Uh, remember that process? Um, whole you know, <laughs> discovery, you know, requirements, gathering. Um, uh, saw a lot of demos, didn't you? Well, yeah, I mean, because it's important because, I mean, ultimately our goal was to get everything into Salesforce, the nonprofit support pack, where it really can give you the 360 degree view of whoever you're looking at in there. And so it was meeting our data expectations along with, you know, we have people that run peer-to-peer fundraising for us and what are, and then what do the donors themselves want? The fundraisers themselves want, what are the tools they're asking for? And so it's kind of, you got to find, strike that right balance because there is no perfect system out there as, you know, we quickly found it's, you got to figure out what is going to work best for you and how your organization wants to go about conducting themselves. Yeah, so we um, put together a requirements document, um, you know, with Cathexis and um, um, Marine will be off from uh, Meet Marine um, and did did demos and y- your team scored uh, all the demos and we looked at several different products, right? Um, mm-hmm. And uh, in the end, the side landed on on Donor Drive and um, uh, have done that implementation as well, all right? Um, and uh, recently launched. Um, a few campaigns, I believe, and even before year end, I think they were mm-hmm. starting to go live around the around yeah. the end of the year. And how are things going on the peer to peer side so far? Seems to be going very well. Yeah, I mean the peer to peer fundraising um, aspect has gone over really well. A lot of our legacy fundraisers are super happy with the new interface and all of that. It looks, it looks amazing you know just in general um so yeah the p2p part has been it's been working out really well you know we run our peer-to-peer fundraising slightly different than some other organizations we don't host an event necessarily or you know tack on to existing events it's it's a lot more of a diy uh go at it so we you know we have we've had to finagle some things within it to uh to make it fit into the way that we we function but everything flows into salesforce perfectly uh for for their campaigns and all of that so uh it's looking good nice great and um you also have uh, i remember during the, the the entire process um a, a big thing on on your mind andrew specifically was the recurring donors and making sure that you get those moved over and that's never an easy process and you you know this from history yeah. right <laughs> yeah it's been a few times we've had to do it now and uh you know it's you got to make the best you can of it um you know, we definitely, I think every time we do it, you learn lessons. Um, I think the biggest one being try to avoid it if you can. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, if that's doable. But yeah, sometimes you just yeah. have to find a different solution, right? And and then yep. uh, as automated as it tries to be, you know, as far as, you know, trying to 
move over tokens and do that kind of thing. Quite often it comes down to just trying to reinvent, uh, invite people to continue yeah. uh, with the uh, signing up with a new system. Right. Mm-hmm. And how's that looking there? Are you feeling pretty good about the, the, the turnover on that? Yeah. I mean, it, it, it was a lot, it was very difficult. Uh, I think more so than we kind of anticipated. We've been pretty successful. Um, you know, got about 80% of our donors at this point turned over. Um, it definitely, it, it also opened up, you know, definitely the way, you know, some people's, you know, handle their reoccurring donations and their banking, it becomes very odd where, you know, you realize you don't actually have proper email addresses or even mailing addresses for some of these people. And, you know, we don't even know if they still have a credit, you know, is it just the credit card keeps getting automatically updated as it comes out and they just keep getting charged and they don't even realize it or is it just, no, that's how they want it. And they are, you know, go have gone this route to remain totally anonymous to you. And so I think, you know, we've, it's been, you know, blessing to be able to talk to some of our donors a little more, you know, one-on-one as we've reset them up. So there's, you know, good sides and silver linings to anything. And then there's definitely ones where it's just, I don't understand what's been going on for the last few years with this. You know. <laughs> Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so, you know, now you're, you're, you've come out the other side, um, relatively scar free. Um, like I said, you still have smiles on your face. So well done. Um, advice, uh, you know, from the trenches, uh, fresh from the trenches, you know, what, what, what would you advise folks that are about ready to embark on this journey? Uh, the biggest one I would say is no matter what, time frame you're looking at add extra months to it do not rush yourself with artificial timelines and deadlines that you put in and don't ever make a decision on this based upon contracts if you can avoid it um i think that's the biggest one you know a company every company you know during the sales process is going to tell you we can get you set up and spun up on our new system in X number of weeks and, uh, you know, find the system that you're going to be most comfortable with and give yourself enough time to make it perfect because you will find, you know, warts on the underbelly every system, every time there is nothing that's perfect and there's no reason to, you know, sacrifice something just because of artificial timelines. If it can be avoided, you know, there's always... Everyone's going to have, you know, different, you know, leaderships might have a different view on timelines. People in charge of the budget may have different timelines. You got to manage all that, of course, but, you know. I like it. That's that's great advice. Maddie, how about you? Yeah, I mean, I was going to say be fluid. Um, you know, being able to pivot once you hit a challenge uh, is super important. I, you know, ask a lot of questions. Um, even if you feel like it's a stupid one, it may spark someone else on the call to think of another question and then definitely, definitely come up with several use cases that you see come up often, right? If you're in your current system, you are facing these challenges on a regular basis, put those challenges in front of this potential new vendor, um, to make sure that the solution that they're going to be giving you 
is is going to fix your problem or if you're comfortable with the same problem. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. But yeah, definitely having those use cases readily available as well so that you're not yeah. kind of scrambling. And in writing, get their, you know, so you can, well, more to refer, not that, you know, you don't trust anyone, but it's just more to refer back where it's, you know, this was the problem. This was the solution as dictated and it's written here. We can all read it. We can refer back, do it. And, you know, you can plan moving forward because of that. Yeah. And depending on what the project is, I would get maybe in writing at least a full description of what they plan on doing. Um, and don't run off of uh, what you would assume the vendor would be doing in a process. Yeah, great, great comments, all of that. Yeah, I mean, being involved in the entire process with you all, you all have, you know, you and the rest of the team that were involved in the, the migration process, the discovery and the, the decision-making process, the RFP process, all of it, you definitely knew what you wanted, um, knew the questions to ask, were very thorough. And despite that, things are still, there's always surprises, right? And, um, you yeah. know, and no matter how much you do, just like you said, be be ready for the unknown and, and be flexible. And I, I think those those two tips always add more time and, and, and be flexible. I think those are, those are key takeaways. But yeah, you guys were all over it, um, very thorough. Um, and uh, there's always going to be surprises along the way. That's part of the fun, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, but it's just part of managing the expectations is the other part to any of this, you know. Right. So, um, you know, you have the, uh, you have a lot of um, uh, different campaigns throughout the year but i know one that's going to be coming up again here before we know it believe it or not it's only it's only april of course the other part of me is thinking how is it already april but <laughs> you know already thinking about december and your your um your fun drive uh, thoughts towards that and I, I think you had a pretty successful one moving a lot of the um you know so it's, it's a radiothon right you, you have people call in and you're making donations and you're you're tracking all this in real time at least last year you did a lot more of that online and i think it went really well but that was using the old system are you starting to shift towards the first year in a new system and and all that planning or am i not giving you a time to rest first <laughs> <laughs> definitely yeah you know not giving us the time to rest to be honest but no it's we we kind of identified very early on you know some of the big things we do in december and making sure they were going to work in the new system so we're in a good place where you know we know you know probably october we need to sit down and really start building the infrastructure around it but we know, you know, we don't have, it's no question of can it handle it? How is it going to be handled? It'll just be more of getting the data in the right places, retraining our staff and, you know, going from there. Speaking of training, how is, how is training going? Uh, how are the, how, how is everybody adapting to the new environment? Good. Yeah. As far as I can tell um, there, you know, there's always the, couple hiccups here and there on certain light switches not getting flipped in the background um you know especially when you're when you're bringing stuff in um to a new salesforce environment sometimes it comes in all shut off so you got to turn it all back on um so other than that though I, i mean i haven't gotten any jarring complaints from every anybody and uh they're seemingly using it so yeah 
I mean, it's, it's, yeah, I mean, for us, you know, as far as the peer to peer system go, we are hearing good things from our staff and our donors as well. And, you know, that's what you're hoping for. Terrific. Terrific. Um, yeah, I really appreciate you taking the time to kind of talk through that. Um, glad to see, you know, when I got the email from, from Matt, who, who oversaw the, the, um, the data um, project from, from our team, you know, I got the email saying it's a wrap. Um, that's always glad to see it um, and glad to see, you know, on the other side, have these conversations uh, because it, it all seems so daunting. Um, I know, and it's all, you know, what's in front of you and, and uh, still, you know, you have a lot to do. You, you kept plates spinning throughout that entire process and they're still spinning, right? Um, <laughs> but you guys are doing great stuff and definitely appreciate you taking the time out to, to um, join us and talk through that today. Any, any last words, any other final thoughts? Uh, just actually give you guys a plug um, something, you know, Matt bringing him up uh, for anyone out there that is, you know, using a system like ours with donor drive and the nonprofit support pack, you should talk with uh, Matt and you know, talk to Mark. Uh, they got some solutions they engineered for us that uh, you guys are probably going to want to look to market because for a little bit of money, you can make uh, not, you know, donor drive really work in nonprofit support pack very well. Oh, thanks for saying that. Mm -hmm. Maddie, any any last words? I mean, I'm going to piggyback off that and just say I don't think that we would have been able to uh, do this through, uh, like, while also doing our end of year campaign and all of that without Kevexis. I mean, you guys were instrumental in in helping keep track of the timeline so that we could also focus on our every everyday stuff. So uh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it wasn't fishing for those at the end there, but I always appreciate it. And you guys were a pleasure to work with. And that's why I wanted to have this conversation because you are so bright. You, you know what you're doing. You've been doing it for a while. You're doing it for a great cause and um, great to see you on uh, a platform that's going to be very successful you for, for you in the years to come. So yeah, thanks for joining us today. It was our pleasure. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. We look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The Nonprofit Voice. You can listen to more episodes of The Nonprofit Voice at nonprofitpro.com slash podcast slash the hyphen nonprofit hyphen voice. And remember, for your convenience, you can stream any and all episodes of The Nonprofit Voice on iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify.